Hey friends, you know what I don't miss at all? That vicious week before the period. Feeling like I'm ready to crawl out of my skin, irritated by everything and everyone around me. Bouncing between cravings for salty foods and sweets and back again. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl from Happy Mammoth. EstroControl contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a menstruating person's life. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like myself again. That's what people mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Happy Mammoth products, including EstroControl. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CORP, C-O-R-P, at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code C-O-R-P for 15% off today. This is Including You, the new series from Lead at Any Level. Including You features stories from chief diversity officers and other executives who are creating inclusive cultures in their organizations. Our goal is to show what's working in companies just like yours, to give you the tools you need to keep pushing for progress in your own workplace. We want to create belonging and opportunity for everyone, including you. And now here's your host, Amy C. Wanninger. Welcome back to Including You. I'm your host, Amy C. Wanninger, the Inclusion Catalyst. My guest today is Ted Weber-Gola. He's the Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging Practitioner at Google, which employs 200,000 people globally. Ted, welcome to the show. Hi, Amy. Thank you. Happy to be here. I am really excited to talk to you because I love talking to people in tech. My background was originally in tech. And there's so much I want to get to, but can we start with your role as a DEIB practitioner? What's the scope of your responsibilities and, and what does your job entail? Absolutely. I've been at Google for a very long while now, a total of almost nine years. The roles that I had have varied tremendously. I worked in sales. I went as a partner enable an enablement kind of manager and worked my way into the product enterprise and stayed in that realm for almost six years. But ever since I became a full-time employee at Google, I started working in employee engagement groups and finally landed DEI program manager uh, rotation a couple of years ago. And I feel like starting from the ERGs leading into the DEI PGM roles, I started to finally see my, my, my full self at work, being able to engage fully as a, a thinker, a, a doer, and a strategist across the, the large organizations within Google. And so ever since I started doing that work, I never stopped. So I kept working in either rotation or 20%, as we call it internally to dedicate a part of my day-to-day -day time to activate, strategize, and, and plan ahead 
for interventions, enablement, and other types of engagements with uh, senior leadership. So in this particular moment, my two focuses are in creating very end-to-end enablement strategies. So everything that goes from the theory to the practice and reflection about the DI work, as well as creating more streamlined processes to engage with programming in general. So we're trying to integrate things as much as we can and make them part of our DNA as, a, as an organization. And that varies tremendously because it's such a, a, a large uh, organization and holding even that even within the smaller teams, things vary tremendously. And what we're trying to create is, is the baseline of commitment and uh, accountability from managers to create more uh, listening spaces and engage in deeper practices progressively so that there is at least a bare minimum that everyone is held accountable to. And so you mentioned being able to show up authentically when you got into a DEI role and you started exploring this work. Can you talk a little bit more about that and about what, what drew you to this work and held you there? Of course. So I think there is a bit of a social justice persona in me since I started to see myself as a citizen altogether. So I think it started like when I was 14, creating study groups and bringing people to talk about, uh, you know, structural issues and social disparities. So I started very early on in my teenagers. And then I think when I got into the corporate world, I didn't quite know how to bring that side of me into the space. So that's why I started working with ERGs and the work was great there, but it was never as broad and um, structural in the nature of conversations we were having. There was a lot of talk, talks about issues that were happening more on a interpersonal basis, but I was always very curious about how to address those things from a more structural standpoint. So, when as soon as I heard about that was there was an area within the company that treated those issues more structurally, like why am I not there? Like why am I not, why am I involved in it, contributing whatever way I can? And I guess coming from Brazil and having had an experience uh, living abroad, I was I was a scholar in Hong Kong for two years and then in the United States for another four years. I had a lot of exposure to different cultures from the global South, as well as uh, Southeast Asia. And coming into the US for the first time, I think I saw the social disparities with even more acuteness. And coming back from Brazil after that made me also realize those disparities. And coming to a specific corporate environment made that even more acute because the, the when they started at Google, I think the efforts in, in, in Brazil in particular, I think they were very incipient. We were only gazing into the importance of combating racism. And we, that only became a part of our language probably in the last five years or so. And uh, it was great to see the, the, the birthplace of that movement within the corporate world. But again, I was like a, a very into this uh, conversation for a while. Uh, and it was great to see the two worlds collide. 
Living Corporate is brought to you by Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program. It's incredible. Okay, so first off, you didn't know, Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They have fast language acquisition, meaning you're actually going to pick up the language because it's going to provide an immersive experience for you through their program. Speech recognition gives you a trainer for your accent. Convenient, right? You can use it on your computer. You can use it on your phone. Incredible value. Lifetime membership has all languages for any and all trips or language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone's offers for 50% off. That's a steal, y'all. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Living Corporate listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today, today. What's been your experience as someone who's lived in three countries? What's your experience of how DEIB conversations are different in different parts of the world and how they're similar? They're very different. So in my first official capacity as a DEI program manager, uh, it was a global one. And my role was to help the team uh, basically create the structure and the programming principles to make sure that, that we did have global relevance in whatever initiative that we were going to lead centrally across the regions. And my first, my first big project was to make a really strong connection with stakeholders across the different regions and ensure that we were capturing not only the sentiment, but the, the way of thinking that was present across these different regions. Coming from the global south, I always felt that was still a very colonial logic to the way that we approached work and the way that we tried to mimic some of the standards that came especially from the US and Euro European countries. They were always the reference of excellence, of rigor, of anything with prestige to the organization. Uh, nonetheless, a lot of the innovation always came from some of these uh, South global South countries. So I made the best that I could to honor whatever was coming from the most remote parts of, of the world from a U.S. perspective, because that's where I was at, a point, at that point. And it, it was definitely one of my highlights in my career to be able to help create a communication plan that was going to center the experiences of people elsewhere. Because even though I was in the U.S. for only a couple of years working in that capacity, I already felt the difference from my vantage point in how we were always centering things in the United States because everything is so big and everything is so, it's so, it feels so important when you're there that you all of a sudden start forgetting about the very different realities in other countries. Connecting with my, my, my colleagues from Southeast Asia, China, Singapore, South Africa was definitely the moment when I realized that there's so much exciting things happening. So many of those initiatives that were never heard of in the United States that I guess the most important difference is in the scale of how these initiatives take in the smaller uh, markets smaller in, in, in terms of number of employees in them is the connectedness and how they do things together, thinking about 
the market-wide implications of how they position their, themselves in those markets. And of course, Google is a huge brand everywhere, but in some countries like Brazil, it's the most influential brand. So whatever we do has a lot of implications in terms of the influence that we have in the market at large. And I feel like a lot of the other countries where Google has that presence, we have the same responsibility of thinking about not only what's gonna be good for Google, but really what's going to be the implication of doing something that will have uh, repercussions in the market at large. And sometimes you lose sight of that scale when you're in a more mature market where Google is one amongst a lot of other big brands. That's a really fascinating perspective. Thank you for sharing that. I'm curious in your role in program enablement, what are you doing that's working that you feel is really moving the needle in the work that you're doing? I feel like the most important aspect of my work so far has been bringing the human factor to the forefront. And that means whatever groups from a global perspective or also from a, a local market perspective have been marginalized, when we stop the narrative of objectifying these groups and we really center their experience, we create not only a lot of, a lot of potential for empathy and compassion, but we start seeing the morale of those individuals change very significantly. And they start becoming more of the subject of their own narratives rather than just the object of those. And I think that humanizing effect comes from treating with a lot of respect the individual challenges and also the individual solutions that they come up with. So the various strategies that we deploy to gaze into sentiment across the different regions give us a lot of insight about how important it is that everyone has a chance to center their own narratives and have the spotlight from time to time to really highlight what is so particular about the way that we treat diversity in different places. And even when the subject is similar, like racism, uh, knowing how different that might be in a country like Brazil versus the United States, because of the histories are so different, it's really important that we, we bring that element because a lot of the solutions don't exist yet. And it's, it's hard to even gaze into what kind of metrics will we use to showcase the impact of initiatives that we're doing uh, because we also have a, a smaller um, employee pools to extract data in a safe way. So that it's, it's even harder to get into some of those metrics. So I still have to lean into that idea that not everything that counts can be counted in this particular moment. And working with less data is very challenging, especially in a very data-driven company. Um, but we have to use other, medium, other mediums to really have that sentiment captured. So whether once like more ad hoc surveying, as well as focus groups, and even the conversations that we have at lunch with colleagues. You know, that kind of data is so rich that it gives us a lot of insight into things that really are moving the needle, so to say, on the initiatives that we have with the more kind of market-wide approach. So with that, I think, Every enablement initiative 
if it's tied to an element of accountability, having commitment from leaders and everyone involved in those moments to do something different in their day-to-day has definitely been super powerful. This podcast, Living Corporate, it's brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with the audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place on your terms. Let me tell you something. Y'all might not know this, but Living Corporate, we started our whole journey on Squarespace. My website, ZacharyNunn.com, it's on Squarespace. I can't tell you how much I appreciate its fluid engine, the ability to create world-class templates and design. It's very intuitive, incredible. We have custom merch through our Squarespace. We have an incredible asset library, so I can always mix it up, switch and swap. It's super dope. And the fact that you can host all types of content, video, audio, all types of media, you can put all on your Squarespace. I can't recommend it enough. If you want to learn more about Squarespace, Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. And so how do you know that it's working? You've got the anecdotal data, but, but what are some of the results that you're seeing? I think the change in behavior is one of the most important one. When you start seeing people that came into the corporate space, especially my Black Plus colleagues and the non-cis hetero ones, when they start to show up with a sense of agency to conversations in their day-to-day, not even in DI-related conversations, but when in their core jobs, they are speaking more confidently about their skills and they are showing up in more and more forums with the brilliance that they have as individuals, not because of their identities, but because of the great professionals that they are. To me, that's a huge sign that they have been able to surpass the immense amount of prejudice and systemic barriers that they had to show up as their authentic selves. And the question about authenticity here is very nuanced and complex because a lot of these systems that we have are very much based upon the experience of white males, white cis hetero males, Christian ones in particular. So when you, when you start seeing the, the presence of individuals that are not any of those, don't represent any of those identities, It's hard to even imagine what that would look like on a stage or on a center of a a very important business meeting. But when you do see that and you see the difference of attitude and you see the difference of approaches and even styles be celebrated, to me, that's a huge mark of success. And I've been able to witness at least a few of those stories, which is very encouraging. And they set the precedent for a culture shift that is much larger and it's yet to come. I say 
I see those signs and in, in a loud saying, in this case, it's not the laws or the rules that are uh, showing the reality, but the signs and symbols that lead us to the belief that there is change happening. That is powerful. And with all of that, what do you hope to accomplish next or what's next in this role for you? I still have to find a full-time gig <laughs> in the global South in general. I know this by the numbers. Those are extremely rare to come by. Uh, so if I were to stay in the U.S., I would definitely probably already be in a full-time capacity. But right now, the job distribution for those central roles, they rarely come by in the global South. Mm -hmm. So I am always challenging that status quo. That is one of my missions at Google. And anywhere that I go next is to make sure that everyone understands that we can live in a multipolar world where uh, decisions are not central uh, or centered in places where the status quo is already in, especially because of the insights that we can get from so many different places. I believe in informing strategy from the global south. So I made a, a political decision to come back to my country of origin and be able to produce from here, to contribute from here with the theory and practice and reflection from here. And so I, will, I want to stay here because this is where all of my beloved community is. And I want to find a full-time gig to be able to extend my practice. I have a, I have a two-year plan to be able to transition into a role like that full-time. Uh, hopefully that comes by. Uh, but if it doesn't, I will start my own thing. It sounds like you are very well positioned for success. Ted Webergola, thank you so much for sharing your insights and your expertise with our audience today. I have really enjoyed learning from you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow Lead at any level on LinkedIn and YouTube. Then join us for Including You video simulcast every Thursday at noon Eastern. Including You can also be enjoyed each week as part of the Living Corporate Audio Podcast Series, available on all major podcast platforms. Learn more at living-corporate.com. Including You is brought to you in part by Lead at Any Level, a boutique training and consulting firm improving employee engagement and retention for companies that promote from within. Lead at Any Level. Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. Lead at Any Level and its logo are registered trademarks of Lead at Any Level LLC. The views and opinions of guests on our show do not necessarily reflect the positions of Lead at Any Level, Living Corporate, or the sponsors of Including You. That's it for this week's edition of Including You. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you got our podcast. And don't forget to leave us a comment or a review to help others find us as well. Be sure to join me next week when my guest will be Angel Henry from Angels Speaking.